I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. You can stab me in the back, just don't ruin my stinks. In New York society, I'm not just a formidable opponent, I'm your last. <laughs> it's Andy's Girls. Holy shit, that was very good. What's that? Okay. <laughs> I always get excited when I have um, a new guest on the show because I guess to like hear their spirit and their energy with their Ari Chagon. <laughs> and that one was very good. You guys, I'm so excited. It's episode 95 of oh Andy's Girls. I know. We're like getting close to that 100. Yeah. Craziness. And I am so excited to be joined by none other than Philip Henry, writer, comedian, judge of the Twitter sweetheart pageant, <laughs> which you're going to have to tell me about because there's a lot there. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's really difficult to explain because it's like, it's really about attention for me. Oh, that, good. Like, works, That's my favorite <laughs> That like works Maybe out. every a... week is my own little Twitter <laughs> pageant here at Andy's Girls. Yeah, so tell me about it. Yeah, um, I just do this thing. I like, uh, the gay internet can be like such a, a really like terrible place sometimes. Oh, I don't no. know. It's just like, I don't know. It feels really, but there's always, there's, it like feels really competitive and not yeah. always like so celebratory. So of course I created a competition. Uh <laughs> That is like a total kangaroo court. It's like literally, I'm like, 
I am the creator. I pick the contestants. And I literally just like, it's like I shout out friends and people that I follow that I really like. Uh, How do you then, enter? Oh, yeah. And what happens? Do they compete? Do they, uh, like, they compete. Somebody wins. So it's really just like I like tweet about it. I'm like, these Twitter people in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. And, da, da, da. and then we wind it down to like a top 10. And then uh, someone is the Twitter sweetheart pageant for the year. And what do they get when they win? The honor. The they, title. Yeah, they they get the, the title. title. Really. And then like we raise money for things. So like. <gasps> Uh, the past three years, uh, it has raised money for uh, the Alifornia Center. Oh my so god! So I make the, like I make contestants or people who get shouted out during it uh, make donations <gasps> to Alifornia and send them to me, and that's kind of like their registration for it. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, it's that's it's magical. fun. I like it. It's fun. Last year we did like twelve hundred or something like that <gasps> for like Alifornia. Shut up! That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, in like three days, and I just like spend an hour on the internet, like. Putting out tweets and pictures of boys. And oh like, my and like, god! Well, who with doesn't like, with like witty captions and like that's it. It's like a competition. Uh, that representing happens. hag Twitter. Yeah. I have to say, <laughs> who doesn't love looking at a photo of a cute boy? It's so it's like so fun. It's and if really it goes fun. to charity, all the better. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm like, you know what? It's silly, but uh, someone benefits from it, and oh so my that's god. why. That's yeah. amazing. And how do people enter? Are they just like- uh, I really, um, last year I put out like registration like packets. And this year I'm just like <laughs> sourcing the contestants. You know, I put out like a, I like a, that. it was just so much more difficult last year. And so I was so, I just like asked people, I'm like, hi, will you gather me like a few of your favorite photos that you posted over the past couple of years oh or the past God. year and like your favorite tweets from the past year. That's amazing. Like that have gone viral or that you think are really funny. And then like, I just like share them, retweet them for people who are writers or media people. I like shout out like their podcast or yes. like the, the place that they write for their favorite articles that they wrote this year. Oh uh, my it's God. Fun. Well, I hope Denise Richards' new husband is a <laughs> contestant because sweet Christ, is he attractive? And He's I would love so to see, hot. I would love to see a little compilation of photos of him. Uh, ideally shirtless. Yeah. I would like to see him in a lot of things or uh, out of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. whatever works. I feel like those pictures actually, by the way, thinking about it are probably available online. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure he had a social media account. Right. I'm like, we should just find his Instagram. Or right? like Nicolette's. Yeah, Nicolette Sheridan. She's got the tea. I love does. her. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just like love that her whole life is chaos, right? Yes. It seems like I'm like I don't know much about Nicolette Sheridan's life. I just know that like she left someone for Michael Bolton. Like yeah, Harry Hamlin. And, like Ada left him. Just was like yes. I'm done. I'm married. And now I'm walking away. I'm with Michael Bolton. She went on Desperate Housewives, created like so much chaos that they killed off her character. And I'm like, what is going on with this lady? Oh my I'm god! Like, I want her to be a new housewife. Yeah, that would be. Oh my god! Can you imagine Lisa Rinna would die? <laughs> she would. She literally would die. Die. I actually just watched Lisa Rinna's interview with Jenny McCarthy because a couple AG listeners sent it to me because they were like, "You have to watch this." She buries LVP, and she talks about what did she say at one point. She's like. She talks about the Harry Hamlin thing and uh-huh. the Linnicka thing. And then at one point she's like, you know, with Lisa, you don't just walk off your job. You would be fired, right, Jenny? And Jenny's like, yeah, 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 you would totally be fired. And she's like, you know, this is just all about, like, women employment. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the thirstiest reach I have ever heard 
I screamed. It was magical. So shout out to Lisa Rinna. Thank you to Nicolette for bringing Harry Hamlin to her <laughs> because that woman is like, talk about if someone completes you. Lisa Rinna was already like completely whole. Yeah, no, she was a whole thing. Like she to me is, she was my favorite like addition to like an ongoing franchise oh, yeah? that there's like really ever been, I think. So tell me your housewife story. When did you start watching? Um, I started with... Uh, season one of New York. Oh uh, shit! Was really when I really started watching Housewives, like a lot. Uh, I didn't watch like because it was like OC before that. I yeah, didn't yeah. watch those like early seasons of OC. Okay. I ended up going back and watching them later. Yeah. Uh, and so I started with Real Housewives, like season one of uh Real Housewives of New York. I was like in there. Uh, because I was like a Jill Zarin stan. I still am. Oh my god, uh, Philip Henry, you just made me <laughs> so excited. We're I, gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about <laughs> it. I'm obsessed with I'm her. obsessed with Jill Zarin. Um and so I love her and so I was like really fascinated by them and uh New York was like really what kept me around. It was I mean that that was the second franchise, wasn't it? New York, I always OC. forget the order. I, people say that, and then they correct me online. I'm like, guys, I really don't remember. It's all just one. I big know pool it was OC love. first. I, I just think it was it. OC, and then I wasn't it New York when they were doing, and they called it Manhattan Moms. I think it was OC, then New York, then, then Jersey, New York, then Atlanta, Atlanta maybe. Beverly Hills, somewhere in there. Yeah, Beverly and then Hills was a later Miami, one. Miami, DC, and then Dallas, Potomac. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, wait, so tell me your thoughts. I mean, there's so much to say, just like legit straight to um New York that I want to talk to you about. So, um, what are your thoughts right now on um Bethany, Bethany V uh Carol? Whose side were you on? Uh I am I never really liked Carol. Let's be honest. Really? I was never a huge Carol fan. Okay, into it. Um, into it. I was, uh, don't get me wrong, I was never really a big Bethany fan either. I just liked her more than Carol because, like, I thought at least, like, Bethany has charisma of totally. some sort. I'm totally. Like, I'm like, you know what? She can be awful. Uh, but she's like, sh- like Bethany is who she is. I'm like, everyone acts like she's like some different girl. It's like, no, she was this way in the beginning. You guys just weren't paying attention. And I think that's the thing that everyone like meant. It was like early season Bethany was crazy too. She, she was. was ripping people's faces off. Totally. Like, we think about Scary Island. I was like, she like eviscerated Kelly when something was clearly going <laughs> wrong with her. And like, granted, Kelly was antagonizing her. Right. But like, she was always like, she was always gunning for someone. So it wasn't like anything new uh, to me. But that's a good point. I was like her versus Jill when like, uh, they had that meeting when like Ramona set them up in like her apartment. Oh my God. And surprised him at that lunch. And then yeah. Jill, you could tell was was rattled because she was like, I don't want to be surprised on camera. I need to like talk to my coach and like go through all the steps of the things that I want to say. I mean, I think that was, I think Jill was pissed off more because she was surprised on camera than the fact that it was Bethany. Like Jill is not a woman that likes to be surprised. Jill wants to be prepared for everything. She wants to know. She plans every single instant of her life and every day and everybody else's at that point. Totally. Uh, And so it was one of those, like I've always uh, liked her, I've always, like, had an obsession with Jill because of that. I think that uh, she really, like, embodied housewives in a way that, like, other housewives hadn't at that time. Uh, And granted, she's, like, early on. I just think that she's, like, 
so fabulous. I love like Bobby. I love like I love like that whole. Bobby. I voted for him for governor. Did you? In general, because I wouldn't vote for Cuomo, so I wrote in Bobby Zarin. (laughs) I and I actually do believe that Bobby Zarin, dead or alive, would be a better governor. Yeah, probably. Honestly, Bobby Zarin for everything. Uh, He was so great. I liked that family. I liked like her relationship with Bethany. I was like, I can't believe that like Jill, like their relationship really never made no sense to me. But Mm -hmm. it like, but that's why it seemed to click. I also love Gloria. Gloria, oh my God, oh my her God. mother Gloria's Aaron. I interviewed, I've interviewed Jill twice, once for the pod, and it was a phone call while she was driving to a private jet, which she uh-huh. said to her PJ, and Gloria was there, and I asked Gloria to tell me, I was like, I was, I said like the Passover to what the fuck was it? And I'm Jewish and I forget. Like it was like, you know, be friends with your, stay close with your friends because before you know it, it's Passover. And then after that it's Rosh Hashanah. And she like literally said it out loud to me and I died because I love Gloria. Yeah. Secrets of a Jewish mother should just be like things Gloria has said out loud. Yeah. (laughs) She's really great. She's Uh, so great. She was so fun on the show. She was great to watch. Uh, I liked watching her like whenever she would talk to Bethany and give her advice. And it was always good. It was always really good advice. And Uh, Bethany doesn't have a parent in her life, a parental figure. Exactly. Uh, And Gloria was great for that. Uh, So I don't know. I've always I've always thought that the show just needed her back. Like ever since I was like bring her back it's like you're wasting time i have said that for so long and damien actually said during season nine i want to say he was like i think the best way to bring the best thing that they can do for season 10 is to bring back jill and i screamed because i was like there is no way that's gonna happen it's not gonna happen and also i've been angry at jill for a long time about how she produced herself off the show like by thinking that she had this great idea that her and bethany fighting would be good for the show yeah it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. It certainly wasn't good for her because she was such a nightmare behind the scenes. Plus, doing that on camera, the production was like, "You gotta go after season four. Like, yeah, bye." She she needs to come back now. And she I needs think, to come back. And I think like I'm glad that she's gonna be back on. Uh, I just need Part her time, like I, yeah. Cameo. I'm like I'm like I need her as a full time housewife. Uh, right. Mainly because like one, I was like she's got like. I was like, one, she's the rich one. <laughs> yeah, like, she has money. She has like, legit money. She has legit money. Or in uh, access. And she's like, she has all the access in the world. Now she's like selling rugs that I was like dangerously close to buying. I want uh, one of those rugs. They look so nice. And they're always 70% off. Yeah. And I'm like, great. I love they're that. They're like $200. Yeah. I'm like, she, I need a Jill Zarin rug. She did an Insta video where she like spilled wine or cranberry juice on it and then like got it off. It's like that mop woman on QVC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. It just feels like the one, like, I don't own any, like, other housewife merch. And I was like, I just moved into a new apartment and maybe a Jill Zero. Oh, my God. You so need one. So, listen, we have listeners that send in what we call satchels of gold in honor of that scary island. (laughs) And someone sent in a satchels of gold several weeks ago. And this is the perfect time to talk about it. And this is a satchel of gold from Karen from... Kalauna, which is somewhere in the world. Um, can you do a small TED talk on your love for Jill? Curious why you love her so much. Good TV, good person. Want to see her and Bethany together? I like her too, but don't feel she needs to come back. Her time has passed in my eyes. What would you say to Karen in Kalauna, somewhere in the universe? Karen, uh, I don't know if you have to watch uh, season five through eight with yeah. the rest of us, but rough, rough it was stuff. the roughest and worst era area of that show yeah like i mean from heather thompson <gasps> who like don't you dare philip henry 
I love Heather. Don't you it dare. Seems like Heather's Take whole it back. Her personality. Like, she wasn't bad. It was just like her whole personality was like, I went to a public school, I guess. Was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, that. It just, it was so weird. I don't know. And she was like, oh, you want to deck me, motherfucker? I was like, this is not you. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Yummy tummy. I couldn't, I just like, I can't. I was like, everything about it was. <laughs> It was, it was like. So much. Yeah, it was so much for me. And then like Aviva and like the, the leg. leg. And I'm the like, leg. we knew this was coming. It was like, we waited the whole season for her to like throw her leg across this table. Uh, it was rough. They, I was like, all you need is Jill. I was like, all you need to do is bring back Jill. You put us through all of this. Bring back Jill. You know I mean, what? the Countess saved us. Yes. The Countess has been carrying that show for years on her back for literally like yeah. the past five seasons. She's been cool. I mean, she has not been <laughs> uncool. uncool. I'm like, cool, uncool is iconic. Uh, even her arrest, kind of iconic. You know, sad for her, but super fucking great television. <laughs> Uh, getting sued by her own children. Oh, so I'm like, good. I'm like, she is. She's actually like my favorite housewife, really. Uh, Do you know how many people have come on Andy's Girls, and I ask them who's your favorite housewife, they all say Luann. Luann Delaceps is my favorite, absolutely my favorite housewife of all time. She is iconic. She's literally so. I mean, one like husband, like. Rich Hampton's housewife. She's yes. a countess. Yes. Like watching her story arc uh, uh, is the most, it's the most compelling, right? Like countess, everything's perfect. Her life seems perfect. She has a huge house in the Hamptons. Two beautiful, lovely, smart kids who speak several languages. And then like her husband leaves her for a woman like half her age. Yes. Uh, and then like. A princess. Yeah, a princess. <laughs> leaves, in like Nigeria, in, like, I want to say. A Nigerian princess. Turns out they had like an open marriage the yes. whole time and then uh you've got all this story then she like slips in then she's like her addiction and then like getting arrested and then her children are suing her for yes. like for her selling their trust her house, fund, selling right. the house Which and the trust part fund of the divorce thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and i'm like oh my god like it is but she's on this show and she's so good on it like she's great at it i think she's had the biggest series of life changes more than anybody else on any franchise. Exactly. Right? Who else has gone through? Also, just like the, you you wouldn't expect that, right? From someone who's like literally started this as a countess. You're like, right. you're like, things don't really change much once you're like, countess married to, uh, you know, a count who's very wealthy. Right. Like, your decline can't be this crazy. And hers is. And now she's doing cabarets. The interesting thing with Luann, what I'm excited to see this upcoming season on New York is Luann seems to be a person who is very focused on branding herself. Yes. So, and I think that's not just on the show. I think that's probably in life. That's just a character trait. So her first season, she was um, Countess Luann, you know, class with a countess. I know how things are. Bethany, don't talk to your driver and tell him my first name. I'm always Mrs. De La Seps. I know what's best. Next, she's, I'm going through a divorce. I am... Um, cool i am edgy i'm hip i'm whatever next is i want to be um married again so let's make this happen i'm going to be mrs d'agostino i am the bride i am the woman that found love i am happy with the capital it's about h tom. it's about it's not about tom it's it's about tom okay well let's 
call Tom and text Tom and make sure that if it was about Tom, it's no longer about, about Tom. Tom. Yeah. So she has that moment. Then she gets married. Then she's the divorcee where she's like, I, I'm having my new beginning. You guys were right. It's not that I was not right. I was just less right about this than you are. Yeah. Then it's like, <laughs> then it's like Luann who's struggling. Luann who gets arrested. Luann is sober. Yeah. So then it's like Luann is living that life where she's um, recovering from the arrest, trying to deal with alcohol addiction, and and that storyline while shooting the show. Allegedly, she wasn't super sober, Sally, because she didn't really believe that she needed to be. Yeah. Then it's Luann is in trouble again, goes back to rehab, has truly found herself, is a cabaret sensation, and her life is cabaret. And I watch that trailer of her with Bethany, and Bethany apparently just loses her shit and is like, life is not a cabaret. Like, you cannot continue to say this because <laughs> it's annoying the shit out of the other people. And it's just so fascinating to me that Luann goes through these stages and watching the women just kind of repel from them like the be cool don't be uncool like all of that where the women aren't necessarily as well, in on like, the joke be as cool. she is yeah, well, she's like, not in on the joke what am she's I saying? not really in on it she's just like doesn't know what she's doing right, like she it's, know she's it's doing. really clear that she's winging it and she's yes. like she's like picking out these choices as like this is where like every time that like a new opportunity comes and yes. it works she's like i'm gonna commit to it full totally. like leaving that man and there's like that whole thing like those two seasons where like vacation Luann was like hooking up with a dude every oh my other God, on every trip. So good. Like, post Post yeah. Luann is incredible. incredible. I love it. Incredible. She's well because ultimately you're like, well, she had like I was like she was in an open marriage and then probably in a closed relationship with Jacques that mm-hmm. didn't really she didn't really like probably mm-hmm. it doesn't really suit her and then she's got like vacation Luann who was like hooking up with a guy on every girl's mm-hmm. trip that there is and everyone hates it mm-hmm. and she's like I don't know what you're so mad about I'm living my life which like is very different from like the Luann that like what if that was talking to Bethany like in seasons one and two mm-hmm. who's like I'm a married lady I know everything and you had no idea right this was before we had any like like idea that she was in this open marriage right. this whole time. The girls are keeping it all under wraps and they're like, they're letting her go on with this countess bit and wrote, you get bits of it with Ramona where she's like, right. this countess bit is, is like so full of shit. Like right. she's like, she's so full of shit. And we start watching and I'm like, well say it already. Like someone explain it. And then it all blows up and I'm like, Oh, it's so great. And now she's just been trying to recover. I feel like Luann's life is about, is like dedicated around keeping that apple in her hand yes. at this point. She's like, I need to do things that like are, she's like, uh, not only will just like only make me happy, but like are compelling for the, for people who want to have insight into my life. I can't be just like boring. So it's a marriage. It's a, it's a marriage. It's cabaret. Next year it'll be something else. Like who knows? She feels like she's not enough. It yeah. always feels like it's always about, like, the narrative of Luann yeah. rather than, like, Luann interacting. And no. I don't say that as a critique. I mean, yeah. we are so thankful for the fact that she is, like, a cat with nine lives. Yeah, And we're exactly. on live, like, seven and a half at this point. And I love watching every life. I'm like, I love this, like, cabaret Luann I'm in for. Have I you can't seen wait. it? I have not. I need to. Did it's- you? I did. I I went opening night with Damien, um, uh-huh. OG of the AG, as we call him. We went opening night. We're, like, literally next to the table. 
And at that point, I know it's changed now. They have like Q&As and stuff. But at that point, it was literally Luann with 14 outfit changes and a lot of filler, not in her cheeks, but like in the production. Yeah. So Luann would come out, sing half of a song, read from her like fake diary, which was cute, and then go. And then there would be 10 minutes of somebody else. Like it's it's hashtag yeah. Countess and Friends, but it's heavy on the Friends. It's yeah. Heavy. <laughs> on the it was friends. very heavy on the Friends at that point to carry the show. And I feel like they've probably upped her participation in this. Yeah. But it is like the glitz and the glam, the Giovanni and the, yeah. you know, I need to show. see. Yet. I actually like I'm sure it'll come back it's, I don't think we're done with she's it. she says she's on a national tour and I think she is I mean she's go she was just in Miami for 100 performances she might be back in New York now at like 54 below or wherever she's literally going all over the place she did a hundred shows in Miami not like literally a hundred you probably oh. did like four okay but I was like wait a hundred people like a hundred audiences in maybe Miami not, were no like, it was like a, it was like I don't know how many there actually were can you imagine if she had I, I was mean, she was selling out like cabaret rooms. I feel like we're almost working our way to that because the capacity 54 below it's like 130 140 people or whatever yeah. but now she's in these like several hundred people I don't know if she's she might have even performed for like a thousand people it's actually possible and people are spending money as i have like no shade obviously this is incredibly <laughs> important theater no this is I, live american listen theater. i want i need to see it i it's good i just like have never uh i've never encountered her like uh at, at a party once uh for halloween uh this the halloween party i went to last year they filmed <gasps> at uh, Where Ramona so, was um, Britney Spears? Uh, I think so. And Dorinda was Lady Gaga. Was that so, this past no, season or season before? No, oh, no, no this is like the season that's about to air. Oh, oh, oh. So like <gasps> they like in October, like this past October, Shut the Halloween up. party I was at was like a, it was like a hotel theme thing <gasps> that like uh, Luann performed at. <gasps> Uh, and so oh, Luann forms and Little about. Kim and like yes. uh, Bethany was like an angel. She had these like really big wings uh, and Ramona was, I think she was in something or Tinsley was in something white. They were all there recording anyway. <gasps> and like Luann performed and I watched it and there didn't seem to be any big drama. Um, it looked cute. Like I was like watching as I was like walking by in my costume and people were like signing releases to be in the shot with them. <gasps> Did you talk to her? I did not. I talked to the only ones I've ever like actually spoken to. I spoke to Dorinda one time. Yep. Uh, we were. It was post a movie. What was book club? Uh, book club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that feels very on brand for Dorinda. Well, Bradley. she wasn't like it wasn't that. It was like I went to a screening. It was like the like their premiere in New York. Oh. And then uh, afterwards, they had a, a after party, party like okay. a party open bar oh. uh, and like food. Uh, I don't remember where it was. It was somewhere on this. It was on the Upper East. So. Um, and we went there and just like she was there with Tinsley. <gasps> um, it was Tinsley, Dorinda and uh, and John was there, too. Yes. Uh and I spoke to them there and, like, took some pictures with them. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you. Because, like, I do love Dorinda Medley. She's absolutely insane. Is she not phenomenal? But she's so great. She's like, so she's, good. She's, this she's season really might good. be, like, the end of Dorinda. Rest in peace. But, like, <laughs> she's, I'm here for she's, it. She's been, like, building up to, like, just exploding yeah. every, like. Totally. And, I mean, she does explode. Like, she, it's, like, three martinis and Dorinda's going to rip her face off. Yes. Uh, but I love that about her. I'm like, you know what? She, I feel like she's also been that person her entire life yes. you know I feel like everyone who knows Dorinda Medley has been like when she was 25 she did this too 
and that fascinates like I love someone who can like live just that way and like have like a very happy marriage and like do well for themselves and like just being this like insane I mean there's a reason that she is specifically choosing to date to date John Medesian I mean like that is a specific person who has specific extracurricular activities and Dorinda Dolores whatever is specifically choosing to spend her time with this guy I mean that is like she doesn't love him because he's it's like opposites attracting it's like nope they're both the same sides of the battery like they yeah they're both <laughs> they're both plus or minus depending on the day like yeah it's that's kind of who she is yeah it's great so jill is coming back not as a friend of but as like a cameo cameo plus yeah as we've seen in the trailer and sort of read about in the news do you think that there is a genuine likelihood that with you know the unfortunate death of bobby with hopefully a couple years of self-reflection that jill will be up op- um offer the opportunity to join the cast do you I, aside from us wanting that to happen because i'm just like you die for her love her love her flaws and all and i think she deserves to have a second act on the show and i think the show benefits from having her back because no one can fuck with ramona the way jill can exactly it's not just about jill and bethany it's jill and And everyone else she has relationships with everyone else she has relationships with every one of those housewives they hang out with her whether they're filming on the show or not they were in miami this week just like like, yeah i'm like on boats together i'm like they hang out with jill so you're not like uh you're not keeping them from jill you're just keeping jill from us totally i was like and she's uh she has this really great like ability to get um to she really can get Ramona. Yes. She can. She, you're right. She can like, fuck she, with Ramona she knows better how to, than anyone else. Well, one, she can actually make Ramona feel bad, which is the only thing that it, yes. like no one manages to do. Correct. Right? Like she's the only person on this show to have had. They have history. She's made Ramona cry. Yes. Right? I was like, remember, she's crying on Sobbing that bed, on a bed, bed in like fucking <laughs> in Morocco. Morocco. <laughs> the best, the best gift, whatever of all time. time. It's like her, her like, shaking, <laughs> shaking on the bed. I'm like tragic. Only Jill Zarin has had that reaction yes. come from Ramona the power, the nobody strength. nobody else is able to get under her skin uh, Ramona is she is unstoppable like not even Bethany can get to her nobody she just like rips everybody to shreds so do you think it's actually do you think producers think will is. put themselves through it well I think like in the in in the past uh they've brought back people that I'm like you brought back Sheree I yeah. was like we brought back Sheree Luann recovered from a demotion uh, yeah, and came to, in even hotter. Yeah, like, and then like better came, than so, ever. And I think like without, I'm I'm thinking now that like Jill uh, one has gone through a lot since she's not been on the show. Totally. Uh, she's uh, got an empty nest right now, yeah. like completely. Yep. Uh, and throwing herself into her friends and like into uh the, into tightening those relationships is probably very important for her yes. as she's like just lost her husband uh she needs that kind of support i think uh i think it's realistic in the sense that it will make really hot and great television mm-hmm. uh i think they're really waiting on maybe like audiences responses to her small cameos yeah maybe like dropping some kernels seeing how yeah, she's to doing to see how she's like to see how she fits like and where to fit her back in right because like the dynamic right now uh, on that show is so there's so much already happening. Mm-hmm. Like last season was like kind of insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got like and now you've got and Dorinda's kind of like 
uh, she's a new factor for that. Like, mm-hmm. we don't really know her relationship with Jill. Like, mm-hmm. we've never seen that. Uh, and so that's like Jill, like, how do we, how fitting her in and where she fits? Like, she's great with Bethany. She knows Ramona. She knows Luann. Like, they've all known her for a really long time. But uh, I don't know if she's, like, great friends with Dorinda. So, spoiler alert, she is, in fact, such good friends with Dorinda that Dorinda was in an early episode before she was brought on the show when Jill had that bullying lunch and Ramona brought wine that she just wanted to drink, that she was pretending she was donating. Oh, yeah. Dorinda's pictured at that brunch, which Jill has referenced in interviews. Oh, they're, like, anyone great that's listening. friends. They're genuine friends, which is why... She has relationships with everyone. My question to you is, do you think Bethany would film with her? I think now, yes. You do? I think only because she's sick of filming with everyone else. I think, like, Bethany, I don't, like, I was like, well, and also she's the enemy of the people right now, right? Who is? uh, Bethany? Bethany. Yeah. I think, like, she's enemy number one to Mm -hmm. everyone. Like, uh, I think people really liked Carol. Um, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but I think like viewers really like enjoyed Carol, um, mainly because like Carol V. Luann was so like, uh, Mm -hmm. so interesting to people. Mm -hmm. And then we're watching, um, we're watching Bethany now and she's, uh, she's entertaining, but almost she's on the line of insufferable. Uh, Thank you. She's like, thank you. She's She's changed. She's changed. And she's, but she's She's like hardened. She is. And she's, and she's on the line of where like, it seems like I'm like, you're not, there, there was a Bethany that was like Bethany season two, Bethany getting like ripped her, getting like her head ripped off by Ramona as they Mm -hmm. cross the bridge. Like right now you have Jason in your life and like that's all you have and you're probably going to fuck that up. And she's like crying and she's really upset. I was like, we haven't seen a Bethany tear in year. Like, it's like there are no, I'm like, where, where we, I want that. But then we get it when it's like, but then she's like, the profound sad things in like her life are so sad, right? Like the whole situation with Jason and like, uh, not being able to see her daughter right. and like all of those things are super sad and we get parts of them but like in her relationships with the other women there's like it seems like there's like uh, very little compassion going around mm-hmm. so much as there is like uh, she just wants to like best them and rip them apart uh, you know yelling at Luann you fuck everybody yeah. and I'm like what I was like oh my god you are losing it um and so I just think that, like, they need Jill because Jill's at least, I feel like right now, um, you know, ha- having lost Bobby, she's probably wanting to, like, build really good relationships oh, and have fun. she wants fun. to be back on that show. And she really wants, and she's like, she's like, just put me back on the show. And I don't know if they're going to give it to us, but I think, like, what's the point in doing this? Like, she's always going to be there. You're only, the only people you're denying is us. Uh, and why wouldn't Bethany film? I think she's going to film with her. I think, I think ultimately it's, uh, friendship with Jill is also, it's good PR for Bethany. Really? I'm like, this would be great considering that like people don't really like you right now. Um, and I was like, befriending, getting that friendship back, uh, post Bobby's death. If Bobby's death has taught you anything, it's like, it should bring to the fact that like, mm-hmm. you guys had a really great and friendship. And Dennis's dad now too. So it's like, they're both without their former partners. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there. It sort of reminds me a little bit of what's going on in Jersey. And I do not mean this in any way as an insult to Jill or really Bethany for that matter. 
But in Jersey, Danielle came back and the way that she was able to come back, even as a friend of even just a little bit, was by sticking her head as far up Teresa's ass as she possibly could. And I think that should probably be Jill's strategy. Just fucking suck up to Bethany. I'm and I'm being dead serious. I'm not saying like, you know, just suck up to her, tell her how great she is, how wonderful she is, and then very and choose your fights with all the other people because you know that Bethany is driving this train and then see what happens in a couple seasons once you're back and you guys can be like maybe a little bit honest. Yeah. Just like suck up to her, be there for her, maybe try to manipulate her, probably won't work. It's Bethany and Teresa are very different people with very different minds. Yes. But I, think, I think that there's very different minds. Very different minds, but I think that's a way in. Um, yeah. And that might be a way in for us to talk about what has been a remarkable season for New Jersey. Oh, yes. And I mean, there, there, it was really good. It, it was, was really good. really good. I have to say the first part of Jersey, everyone was flipping out and I was like, I'm not seeing what you guys are seeing. Yeah. And then the second half tail end with the fights with Margaret coming alive. Phenomenal. And then this reunion happened, which, yeah. you know, we're getting three parts. We deserve three parts. Oh, yeah. This is part, a three part reunion. Part one, I thought was so strong. I, I genuinely couldn't believe it. I looked forward to watching it again and when is the last time that's happened in jersey yeah honestly i well i kind of like i jersey lost its luster for me a, a long yes, time ago totally i've like been out of the jersey like i really didn't watch it yeah. like i was like once we lost like jacqueline and that whole like all once the manzos mm-hmm. were gone yeah, it was like tough stuff i was like i don't really care about this show anymore totally. i really had like zero interest in it um and now like margaret's great this reunion was in it was just like wild because I felt like they spent the whole time saying like I didn't like it was very open in the sense that she was like I absolutely said that to hurt her okay so Margaret and Jennifer so tell me everything so Margaret was super open with Jennifer yeah she's like I said it to hurt you she's like and it's it's going around like everyone they're like did you say this to piss and Dolores is like even she's like yeah I said it to piss her off of course I did uh and I I love that because like it's I said it to piss her off, but there was like not a single I'm sorry that came out of it. Like oh, totally. <laughs> there was like no one. There... I watched the whole episode. And was like, no one said I'm sorry like this whole episode. I'm pretty sure I like watched it because I just literally watched it this morning. Uh, it was and magical. I'm like I'm sitting there. I'm like I have not heard like I'm sorry. I I won't do it again. None of that. Just... I mean, because I think that they will continue to keep doing. I mean, it was. It was impactful. These women obviously like needling each other and going to the absolute worst level, which is like saying your husband is cheating on you and saying your mother is a whore. Yeah, I mean, your mother's like a homeworker. Jennifer worker. never was. <laughs> Jennifer doubled down in the reunion was like, your mom's a slut, which actually led into the revelation that this whole thing with um, Margaret and her husband was... We suspected that there was an affair. I think that she had told us that previously, but I didn't know that it was an affair that had lasted a, a year, year and a half. And the way that she said other people found out, I was like, who are those other people? Could those other people be um, uh, Jan's kids? Is that why they no longer talk to you? Because they heard stepmommy was having an affair? I mean, that raised so many questions for me yeah. that I found 
fascinating. Yeah. Well, I she's just like, yeah, I was having an affair for a year. I left my husband for this man, and that's what it is. And yeah. And like, and she, I love how she's like, till as old as time. And I was like, no, it's really not. <laughs> She's like, tail is all this time. Like, it happens in every marriage. Does it? A year and a half long affair. It was like a year and a half long affair where you. Where where no one finds out about it, which (laughs) is so weird. I was like, she's good at having an affair. She's very good. I was like, how can you be having an affair with someone for like a year and a half? And like, your your husband has no idea. Like, I was just like, that seems really strange. Um, But also, like, committing to that bit, I couldn't do it. Um, It's just, it was wild. I thought it was fantastic. There were so many like little moments that I thought was amazing. Jennifer at one point saying, I can't believe that the focus was on my 16 bathrooms because I also have an elevator. <laughs> was maybe one of the most special moments I've ever experienced. Her not understanding that cutting into someone talking about something they're proud of, whether it's like my home in Oklahoma or the sunsets we have, and her genuinely not understanding that trying to participate in that conversation can be as simple as acknowledging that there is something beautiful. You don't have to match it by saying in the, in my backyard and fucking Paramus, I see red (laughs) sunsets. Her not understanding that during the reunion was magical. Her pulling a Vicky Gumbelson and just trying to bury Oklahoma as best she can by talking about the fact that the police wouldn't be able to find her like dead mutilated body for at least 45 (laughs) minutes. She was dragged into the woods. I mean, the whole thing with Jennifer is Jennifer is such a fucking mess. And we should all be very appreciative Yeah, because she's she's giving us so much. She is. She's giving like she's giving everything like she's giving all of the drama that we need. Right. And then like um, I was particularly like really into the um, to Teresa um, fighting. What's her name? Uh, the, 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 the blog, the, the oh lawyer, Jackie. Jackie, Jackie the logger, the, the blogger, blogger Jackie, slash Jackie the blogger slash the lawyer. logger, the and logger. she's like, I'm not on the Teresa show, and she's like, you are on the. She's like, yes, you are on the Teresa show, and I was like, she's right. <laughs> she's like, I was like, this is her show. You're all just living in it. She was like, yes, you fucking are on the Teresa show, and so, I was like, it is her show. It is her show, but isn't that the problem? It's not supposed to be the Teresa show. It's supposed to be the Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I think they've been so dependent on Teresa to bring plot, and if that's no longer going to be the dissolution of her family, if they've like been able to shellack themselves back together, Mr. Po- Mr. Potato Head style, then we need other people. Like, it is an ensemble. When Teresa's in charge, like, there is a problem. Like, yeah. Well, it's that, like, her, um, we're watching her, we, Teresa went to jail. Like, yeah. the, like we're watching a housewife that, like, went to jail. Yeah. Who, like, married a criminal, went to jail first, is back in jail, and now finds out that, like, then her husband's in jail, and, like, now her husband's gonna be deported when he gets out of jail. They do not want to miss that, right? Totally. Like, Bravo, like, it's, they're like, we're not missing any part of this. Nor should and they. So, uh, it's so, so it's so centered around that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just don't think that many of the majority of these women, I'm like, I was like, you don't really have a relationship with like, two, like, I was like, we're trying, like, the family dynamic was so important in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Because it, like, it was the glue that held everything together. Like, you have the Manzos, the Judices, the Ju- uh, the Judices, and like that whole thing. Yep. Um, was really what we were watching, right? Yep. We were watching some sort of like weird West Side Story type situation mm-hmm. that's happening here. Um, and then 
uh, as her family starts falling apart, Melissa's on the show still, but like all the the Manzos are gone. Everything starts to kind of like, like crumble from that point on. Uh, Danielle Staub is gone, and now they're putting it back together by bringing in all of these pieces of people that like aren't really like they're not family members. They're mm-hmm. it's like they're really restructuring it as a cast, like a regular show. Uh, the way that like all the other ones are set up, where it's not like a family dynamic. It was the right. first season where like. It, where everyone was just friends in every other season. They weren't, like, all related in some, like, mm-hmm. crazy way or mm-hmm. married to each other or, like, it was very different. And yeah. so now they're trying to recreate that show. And it's still, but they're still, like, Teresa holds on to that drama with Melissa more than anything. Totally. Fighting with Melissa is her thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you and arguing with Melissa, I was like, we've we've got to get past that. It's kind of why I stopped watching the show. Because I'm like, I can't watch you two fight about why Joe Gorga doesn't come to Thanksgiving anymore. Right. Like, and it I, also got really dark. It yeah. wasn't entertaining to watch. It was tough. It was like, yeah. it got really dark and really sad. And it was like, this isn't making me feel great. It wasn't, it was escapist in a way where I was like, I don't know. I don't yeah, know how I, I feel don't, about this. Yeah, but. I was like, I don't like, I like literally, like I couldn't watch it. I was mm-hmm. like, I would like watch it superficially as it was, but I was like, I don't really care about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, And now they're in it. And the season has been like, there i mean like danielle's return was like very interesting and it was like it was i'm some- giving philip side eye right <laughs> it was it was something right like you're watching i'm like Th- this was a choice and not one that we like necessarily needed or at liked. all right. but i nobody loved it but like i i've always loved like danielle's like 80s mini mansion like her house mm-hmm. is like i'm like i just i just like love that house i'm like this house is so insane i don't get it um and now her daughter's like a model. It's like a whole thing. There are things happening in this job. Yeah. But in the stop in the stop life. And so I wanted like it was good to get like that catch up, but ultimately uh, Jennifer is, she's really doing the heavy lifting for us right now, right? She's like super annoying, but she's really, really Jennifer and Margaret are doing the yeah. cardio for everybody else. I do have to say that before we started, I was talking to my roommate about um, Danielle Stop, and my roommate's like, wait, Danielle isn't full-time? And I said, no, she's a friend of, she will never be full-time. And then I actually made a sign of the cross. I am a Jew. I have never done that in my entire life. <laughs> I think what I, I think what I ended up doing was like making a downward triangle. And I looked, I, I paused and I was like, what did I just do? And I looked at my roommate who is Catholic and I was like, or Christian. And I was like, I think I just made the sign of the cross. And she's like, oh, is that what you did? Like, I, I try to tell. And I literally had a moment where I was like okay well I guess this is bringing out my inner Catholic because there is nothing on this earth baby Jesus are you listening yeah. that would <laughs> enable me to welcome Danielle Staubach I think that Danielle was able to get on the show in part because she was sticking her head so far up Teresa's ass but also because of this whole thing with Marty and the fact that she found someone to trick into marrying her and that she could <laughs> pretend to be a woman with a family and pretend to be a housewife and she got as far as she needed to go with him and they burst into flames surprising literally no one including <laughs> themselves and now she's back to being Danielle Staub Cryptkeeper and I don't think I think she needs a partner or something to make her seem just ever so slightly human and not like the Antichrist yeah. and if it's gonna be Danielle Solo 
then shit is going to hit the fan. And I don't necessarily think the show is going to love that. I actually genuinely think this divorce is going to be detrimental to her returning as a friend of. I know that because she and Margaret, she bullied Margaret and Margaret finally had enough of it that set up you know, the um, Cabo disaster and everything else. And we should be thankful for that plot. But I don't think, I don't think that ultimately she will be back in a full-time capacity. I just don't. I know that she's going to be huge on the reunion. I don't know if she comes on part two or part three. I'm guessing part two, but But, it's going to be Yeah, I don't think she's, I don't ever think that she's like going to be, what do they even carry? They don't have a, what do they turn around with? I always say it's a bag of trash. I have (laughs) no... In my, in my head, I've started to think it's like a drink ticket to the Bada Bang. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't. It's not, it's not. It's a bag of garbage. It's, I'm like, it's, it's a bag of unrecycled, like above unrecycled It's trash. a spoiled apple that Jill Zarin rolled from her chateau in New York just down Dumb. the street. And it reached New Jersey. It got to like fucking Morristown or wherever the hell they are. Franklin Lakes. Oh, my God. Someone picked it up. Teresa tried to eat it. She didn't know any better. She didn't read her own book where they were like, spoiled apples aren't great for you. Um, she was like delicious um yeah i don't know what they hold but i whatever it is whatever small it's garbage sewage system i love that, that it's i love the idea it's a bag of trash like, like a gift bag of trash it's one of the severed heads that tony soprano <laughs> created on his like off day it's just like for a fun. bag of like uh like bracelets from posh Oh, it totally is. Oh, my God. Posh. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, is Kim G ever going to be back? Probably I not. I don't know. I, I want don't... Kim G back. That's who I Kim really... G wants Kim, Kim G back. Kim Grinitelle. Oh, my God. a whole lot of I something. mean, I still watch that video of her, like, uh, I think it, she either put it on Instagram or something. Or where, YouTube, right? Where she's like, she's like watching, or like the 4th of July video. Do you know which one I'm talking oh, about? Oh, no, wait. I feel like. I where she's like, she's like, this is my, this is uh, my house oh, on the, on the water. Oh, no. uh, she's talking about 4th of July. She's like, we see the fireworks from right here. She's like, uh, I think she's talking about, I think she says Teresa. She's like, Teresa, they could never like afford this. They could never have this. <laughs> there, It's so funny. Oh my God. I have to, you have to find that. I need to see. Cam Granatel, if you're listening, and you probably are. Um, so what did you here's a question for you. Where do you find yourself, Jackie V Tree, this week? Whose side are you on? So I, hard, right? It's it, hard. It's hard. It's difficult, but I'm like generally team Teresa. I got You s- are? I I kinda love her. She's crazy, but she's like I don't know. She makes like no sense, right? Like she's Tracks. she's that like is she literally makes no sense except for like the one in a hundred times that she does. Uh, but most of the time she doesn't. But I I don't know. Maybe I give her so much free passes because like her husband's in jail and like gonna be deported. But I'm like, you married him and you knew he was a criminal, so like we can't be surprised here. I don't know. I just like give. I have been giving Teresa free passes ever since the table flip because. Honestly, it was it was like it was the most explosive housewife thing that like at like happened at the time, right? Which they just um recreated for a commercial for that horror movie Greta. They put it online, I think, today or yesterday. Oh my god, I'm going I'm supposed to go see that too. Oh Uh, it looks looks intense. Uh yeah, I I I have no So your team tree I just like I mean, she went to jail. It's like I for me, I I stand housewives on like an on like an iconic thing basis, right? Like I'm like she is an icon. I'm like, I'm like, you flipped the table. Your husband's a criminal. You went to jail. 
uh, you recovered from that, and you came back like nothing had happened. Uh, and then she played down like the jail thing, like it's not a big deal, right? The whole time she's like, "Whatever, I'm going away for 18 months." Like I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Teresa's going to jail." That is iconic to me. Uh, just like Luann's, like Luann, Luann getting arrested to me. I was like, "That was like that's icon. That's like an icon moment." I don't know, iconic housewife moments like. When you do, when they pull them and they pull them well, I stand them. Like Aviva's leg thing, not iconic. Not I was iconic. Like, it was like it manufactured. Was, it like was that manufactured leg. and <laughs> and desperate. And it was like, oh, I don't like this. I was like, we're not. But doing the that. flipping the table came from an honest place. I hear yeah. you there. I do think though that Teresa. I think when it comes to Teresa versus Jackie, it's hard to be Team Jackie because I think te- Jackie has been flat this whole season She's and so came boring. alive yeah. during the reunion. The fact that her biggest storyline is being estranged from her sister, but we can't actually hear, hear her, her sister's sister. voice because her sister doesn't want to be involved in the show at all is a problem. You cannot have, I haven't seen your husband you at all. You can't have a storyline that's like, there are a bunch of people in my life that don't exist. Right. Like Kim, the only person that was allowed to do that was Kim Zolciak. I was like, we got Big Papa's storyline, right? Um, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, Big Papa was like, great, because it was hilarious because other people actually knew Big Papa. And knew that he was married. I mean, that exactly. was That, that was, was the whole point. This is like a sad estrangement. I was like, this is like, your sad estrangement from your sister who doesn't even want to make up with you on camera. And But like, it is your storyline. It's like, and the, if this is, if your secret sister is like the most interesting thing about you, then like, I'm not very interested. Totally. That being said, I very much enjoyed watching her attempt to bring down Teresa. Teresa's response, essentially anorexia shaming her, was and saying like, did you eat today? And then her <laughs> and Jackie's response because she is that. a woman who lives with an eating disorder. Like, as she said, like, you're never really over it. You just live with it and you try to like live through it or whatever. Um, and she, her answer was like, yes, I ate a lot because you don't say to someone who's recovering anorexic, did you eat today? And that person can't be like, no, I, I didn't, you know, like it yeah. left her in a, in a an oddly well, she has vulnerable to be like, place. Yeah, well, it's really embarrassing, but it's like par for the course for Jersey. I'm like, these, these people, I'm like, you're calling someone a mail order bride. You're like to their face. Um, yes. You're calling their mother a whore. You're like, you got engaged 19. Like they are not nice people. That's um, true. I just <laughs> felt like it was too, it was like too much for me even though and then they were trying to help her by being like don't do you think it was thirsty i was like Teresa was like oh yeah thirsty whatever did you drink no Teresa knew what she was i genuinely she think she knew what she was saying absolutely she absolutely knew what and she then was they saying. helped her and you could see that moment in andy's face on andy's face when he went from being like slightly horrified to like oh you meant thirsty thank god that's entertaining and not totally demeaning and almost not abusive but like borderline not cool when everyone else is like she meant thirsty it's totally yeah. fine yeah well it's like it's like asking an alcoholic if they're drunk like someone who's sober totally. like they're like are you drinking again? like 100%. it was just like it was really it was gross but like this is a gross show they're not nice can i ask you a question mm-hmm. what did you think about that moment in the show when i wrote it down because i was so confused andy says to dolores do you like her there's a long pause. <laughs> Dolores says, I yeah, do, I do. True. Andy shrugs his head and then in a voiceover says, just admit it, you hate her. And then 
I, and then it's, I put, there's another I'm not going to stop or something. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, what did you think of that moment? Well, I thought it was weird, right? Because it's like, just say you don't like her. Like nobody, it, it's this weird thing where uh, this show isn't, doesn't exist on the pretense that you women like each other. Mm-hmm. Like it, it exists actually on the idea that you won't like each other and that you're going to fight. So just like the whole, it was like the weird, like I don't, like, maybe you don't hate her, but you certainly don't like this person. Like, we've watched you talk shit about her. Like, there's something that it very clearly shows that, like, while you tolerate her presence, every time you see her, you have some sort of, like, under, like, not even, like, it's, like, not even secretive. You're just, mm-hmm. like, you say something mean every time, and then you say, I'm not going to stop. But it seemed like he didn't want to unpack it, which was weird. I was, like, you just, like, hey, you just, like, asked her the question twice, and then they moved on. Like, they didn't really talk. He's, like, admit it, you hate her. And she's, like, I don't hate her. It also felt, like, just genuinely, shockingly sloppy editing. Like, the voiceover, the head shrug thing, which didn't make any sense. Yeah. It felt like they were trying to make it into something bigger. I don't believe that pause was that long. Yeah, I think maybe maybe get more into it or something. Yeah. I also genuinely am confused by Dolores and Melissa's relationship and... Dolores to me was surprising because I really thought she was going to land more punches than she did. And I felt like when Jackie was saying like all of your friends are lap dogs because people are afraid because to Teresa, like people are afraid that when they go against you that they're going to lose their spot on the show. So they're not honest with you. And I'm watching Dolores take Teresa's side in such a way during part one that I was like, to say nothing of the actual season where I was like, what happened to Dolores? Like Dolores is a strong independent woman. And then I'm like watching part one. I'm like, Dolores, I don't know what, but there's like also no telling right. Of like what happens between like season wrap and reunion filming. So I'm like, there's um, maybe something where I'm, I just, I think that like the first of three part reunions, the first one is always a setup for like whatever, like yep. that we're like we're gonna find out what's happened, yep. like what it's the this appetizer is. before I, the entree. Yeah, yep. I'm like every every time we watch them, they're like, oh, this was a really good kickoff, but it's really nothing in comparison to the fact that like all of these like weird underpinnings that we're watching here, like the setup of like. Uh, it's like, j- just admit it that you hate her. And so I'm like, they're going to rip each other's faces off later in this reunion at some point, and maybe that's why you're setting this up. Yeah. Uh, because it's clear that she doesn't like her, and the act that, and the idea that she's like pretending that she doesn't. But I think it's also because uh, Dolores is also like, it's, it's, uh, she's Teresa's sister in law. So she's like, well, you mean Melissa's tre- Melissa's, yeah, 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 yeah. is Teresa's sister. And so yeah. I'm just like, you've got to kind of just like be in with that family in general, and you like have to be nice to them. Uh, and she can't really, uh, she's in a position where she can't really be like terrible to Melissa uh, or like openly evil to Melissa got while it. while Teresa's at the same time being like, you know, my, you're my family. You should be sitting over here, which is like. We all know that you don't pick your seats, right? So it's it's a very weird. I was like, this is a weird thing to pick it. She's like, she's like, you should be sitting over here, and I'm like, and then and Melissa goes, well, you're like, you're sitting there because they told you to, which I actually appreciated that they included. I was like, that's a nice little shout out to production because we all know that, like, it's not. I was like, we know they. I was like, they're given their assigned seating, like they don't choose a reason. So um, (laughs) we 
we want to see them on opposite sides of the couch, um, mainly because we want to see them fighting anyway. Totally. Um, it was it was very strange. Um, I said to listeners, which is my favorite thing to do on Instagram, like send me your satchels, send me your thoughts on Jersey. And I got a couple. Sarah from New York City. Oh, my God. Melissa versus Dolores. Dolores is, is pretty grandfathered in there. She's been in Teresa's life longer. So on an emotional level, I think Dolores is more of a sister to Teresa than Melissa can ever be. It's a bit sad since it does seem as if Melissa wants that deeper connection as sisters between them. So on some level, I do feel as if Dolores believes she outranks Melissa, which is where that entitlement comes from when she makes certain comments. And unfortunately, it seems as if Melissa is a little powerless to that dynamic. Teresa filmed more with Dolores's family than with her own nieces and nephews this season. That's gotten that's got to thicken up that tension as well, which I think is an interesting point. It is. I think probably for Melissa, she hates that, right? Because Oh, totally. She, well, she's always getting shit from Teresa about family and right. how important family mm-hmm. is and how, like, Melissa doesn't show up and, like, da, 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 Joe doesn't and show Joe up. doesn't show up. Right. And, like, and it's Melissa's fault that Joe's not around and, like, he doesn't see that they don't see their family or that they he doesn't see his father enough, right? It's, like, a whole storyline mm-hmm. where she's going on and on about family, but... Every time you turn around, Teresa's not in her family's home. Also, I'm like, what are I'm like, you're not really making that much more of an effort here either. Absolutely. But you just use Melissa to blame it on you're blaming Melissa for everything because but you're not doing the work on your end either. 100%. It would be different to me if like Teresa was like, I'm going to Joe's house every day. I'm calling him every day and he's ignoring my phone calls and doesn't want to hang out with me. Right. Or what it's like, I don't think that I don't see that. At least I'm not seeing it and she's not saying that. She's doing that. So it's like, you're not really putting in the effort in either. You're just holding him accountable for his lack of effort, which doesn't really work. I, I don't buy that. Um, couldn't agree more. Um, a, a listener question, Meg from Boston, Satchel of Gold. Can you please discuss at length Andy just grilling Dolores over trying to get her to admit she hates Melissa with a crazy smile on his face? Also, why doesn't he do that with Teresa? I mean, I think he will. It also hasn't been a huge... It's more of a plot point this season about Dolores and Melissa than Teresa and Melissa. It is. I think Dolores and Melissa is a bigger um is a bigger plot point, but also that um he has in the past, right? Like of course. he's he's for abso- seasons. For, for seasons, seasons and he's he's absolutely always tried to grill Teresa on like, you don't like Melissa, you don't like your sister in law. And um and she's lived it, right? It's mm-hmm. one of those things like you put it out there and you say it. And uh, you know, I Teresa is iconic. I mm, I don't think she's well read per se. Is what I'll say. Including there. her own book. <laughs> exactly. So I'd say I don't think that she's well read. Uh, and I think that she's a person that would like. If you say something like that, and then there's even a little shred of evidence to that that it might be true, then she can run with it, right? She's she's the type of she is uh she's always a lip match and she's always looking for kerosene. Like she's always looking for someone to give her a reason to explode on something that uh she has a tiny inkling or thought about, right? Mm-hmm. Like her not liking Danielle was already a thing. She already didn't like her. Mm-hmm. She didn't need it. And then the book is the thing that gets her, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're just, we're always, we've always watched Teresa be this person who's like, has a little feeling, and then she just needs one instance to prove that she's right before she can take it from zero to 100. Right. And so he's always pushed her on 
Melissa. And he's always, he's like, you don't like, even beginning, he's like, you don't like her very much. Like, you don't like your sister-in-law. And she's like, I love my sister-in-law. And then she does one thing, and then she's like, ready to start a fight at a baby shower. Right. So, like, that is um, kind of how it go- it's always been for her. And I think that's what's, uh, I think that's what he was really trying to, I think he was trying to use Dolores to kind of, to try and, if he gets Melissa and Dolores to fight, it puts Teresa in a super uncomfortable position. And that's what he wants, right? And that would be He's great. Like, and it's great. It's because then you get to see who Teresa chooses. Because Teresa is always boasting about family and how family's first and family's so important. And you should be sitting on my side. Well, now Del- now Melissa and Dolores are ripping each other's heads off. And then she never actually picks her family. She doesn't really choose her family. She doesn't. She She, hasn't. She she, hasn't been. She doesn't. She doesn't pick them. She allows people to say, like, really bad, like, uh, the whole thing with the necklace. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, you didn't defend us. You're like, she's like, well, and, like, that's the thing. She doesn't want to make a decision, but she always wants to tell everyone that their decision is wrong. She's like, you're not choosing family. You're not choosing this. But then when it comes time for her to make a decision, she never takes a side. I'm nodding, you guys. Yeah. She like, I'd, I've never, we've watched her for seasons, never really do that unless it's like d- destroying Daniel's thought. But I also like that moment when she was, um, when she and Jackie were going in on each other and she's like, you don't even talk to your sister. Like, who the fuck are you? Why would I? And I was like, <laughs> it was, Teresa. It was savage. Oh my God. But, but I was, was also like, Teresa, <laughs> your sister-in-law's right there who you said was a slut and a stripper and whatever and you didn't talk to your brother after your husband tackled him in that terrible (laughs) long island therapy mansion and you're saying to jackie i don't like you because you're estranged or we're estranged from a relative yeah pot meat kettle oh yeah well but it was so great though right because it's phenomenal well because it shuts down jackie pretty quickly because she doesn't i don't like even though she's uh and she's ideally like they they talk about how she's a fan of the show she's like yeah yeah you're like a super fan so you're a freak anyway she's like so you're just on this show now with me and you think you're my equal but you're really not and then she really just like rips her into her about this when she yeah that was one of my favorite moments of the reunion. Actually, I'm really glad you brought it up. That's so interesting because it was totally a favorite of mine. But I also was like, I mean, ultimately, don't you think the people that are going to join New Jersey specifically are fans of the show? Otherwise, why are they joining? They're yeah, going to join because they want to be famous. Exactly. I was like, well, any other women who like decide to sign up and be a part of the show. Are going to do it because they're watching the show. Yeah, they're watching it. I was like, it's not because they uh, they think you guys are great people. Right. Uh, and like, they don't, they're like, this sounds like a fun idea. They know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Uh, versus like other se- seasons of the show where I'm just, like, you join as a cast member, like you can watch and be like, there's some joy here, right? Like yeah. you, there's some like camaraderie, there's mm-hmm. fun there. Mm-hmm. You know, even in Beverly Hills in New York, there's like, there are really fun moments. There, totally. are, there are moments where everybody is getting along and it was like, that doesn't really exist in Jersey. Like Jersey, especially this season, was like episode after episode after episode of just like drama, 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 drama uh, that really like escalates and blows up. But it's, it's um it's just interesting to watch like I don't know, I lost my train of thought. No, 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 it's so good. But they're they're more intense. It's interesting to watch. It's not it's not really necessarily like a fan of situation. The other exactly. shows are lighter and this show has al- always, always been, been darker dark. and it's, deeper. Yeah. But at least this season was entertaining in the midst of that as opposed to just 
you know. Yeah, just like the pure darkness. darkness. Which like, is not necessary. I was like, it's just like people going to jail, people getting their hair yeah. pulled, people. I was like, the, like Jersey is like, I was like, this is like a, like, a, like a Shonda Rhimes show, right? It is. Like, it's I was a like, close it's a, it's a, it's How a to really, get away with murder. Yeah, it's like, like a really dark family drama. People are going to jail. People are fighting. I was like, I'm surprised there hasn't been a gun at an event at that there point. There has been. Danielle brought an armed guard <laughs> yeah. to meet with Caroline. There have been guns. There has been violence. There have been wigs brought to reunions to show the strength of Ashley as she pulled extensions out of Danielle's hair. I they forgot have, about the yeah, armed guard. Don't forget the dark. When you think dar- darkness, just think Danielle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I totally agree with you on so much. And I think that jurors, I'm like so appreciative. I just think the jersey like i'm so excited to watch part two and three i'm yeah. genuinely so excited i, think I am too great. it's good it's gonna be good um they've had like a very they've had a they had a well it's got me back now right yeah, like i, I was, feel back like i feel I back. back like i had i really like even like with like crying ziggy like ziggy field like i didn't really like that season like i yeah. didn't like last season mm-hmm. i didn't like the season before that and like finally i'm like okay the show is kind of back for me yeah like, i totally agree i um, couldn't agree with you more you know it's not i mean i'm really excited to watch like beverly hills play out this um, can I please get your thoughts on Beverly Hills? Because Atlanta really just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, Atlanta's on no, a timeout. It's a, that's, it's this season is terrible. Shout out Atlanta. to Portia. You, I actually did get very emotional when you got engaged, but that was about it. Yeah, that's the that's only it. emotion I felt this season. <laughs> I was like, I don't really like this season. I don't uh, really like it. Um, Atlanta's so, born. Beverly Hills. Uh, the return of Beverly Hills. Is, well, so far, right? It's like really great. It's like uh, Dorit and the dog, which like that story to me is. Everything. It's so insane because I'm like, listen. Why didn't you just give the dog back to her, right? It seems like, uh, but like, it's one of those, uh, how formidable, it's an awkward conversation to have, but really, like, Lisa has to get over it, right? The thing is, is that Dorit's probably afraid she wouldn't. But it's, but I was like, but taking it to somewhere, you think Lisa's not going to notice that the dog's not in your house? Oh, that's a good point. What did she think was going to happen? I was like, what did you think that was going to happen if you gave the dog away to someone else? Even if, what were, were you going to lie for forever and be like, oh, well, she's like staying with our grandmother or something. And like, <laughs> she like, wants to live on the farm. So yeah. Like you're, you're not going to tell her that like she's, no, like she's going to know that you got rid of the dog. Because she comes to your home to film. So she's going to notice that the dog is not there. So at some point, she was going to find out. Uh, it sucks because you went about it this way. She finds out that the dog is at some kill shelter. Um, and I just think that it would have been so much easier for her. Um, and it would have made such an, uh, it would have made it a non-factor had she just called and been like, hey, the dog like bit the children twice. Uh, and maybe we're giving up on this too easy. Maybe I, but I, right now I just don't think that this dog is a fit for our home and we want you to take it back. And, and also just to add on to that, allegedly there was another dog before this dog. It was Dorit's second round at having a dog. I'm surprised that nobody else has brought that up. I'm assuming it'll be brought up at some point if it's in fact true. Oh, it was like the second one she's like given away. Yeah. Well, the first one, she got one from Vanderpump Dogs and brought it back to them because it wasn't a good fit. So they gave her a second dog. I don't know if that's true and it hasn't been brought up. I don't think on the show so far. Oh. So, that so might be even why. worse. I'm I like, know, like, it's you, so much worse. I was like, you've done it before. I know. And you know the protocol is to bring the dog back to totally. her. Maybe she was embarrassed. She's like, I can't do this a second time. And right. I totally get that. They need to get I, a fish. I was like, yeah, but then like maybe dogs aren't for you. Yeah. Um, But also it may suck to do it the second time, but it's going to save you a hell of a lot more than like sh- her finding out. 
now through a second party and I'm like, you know she's petty. You know she's kind of manipulative. She's going to do something crazy. Um, and But she's pretending like she doesn't care about it, which is very strange. It's surprising to me how surprised Dorit is that LVP is now coming from her for her. It's like, did you not think you thought this was never going to happen to you because it's you and you're special? Yeah. This was always going to happen to you. I mean, the whole thing with Lisa Vanderpump, people, you know, I've heard like different things from listeners about their thoughts on Lisa Vanderpump and a lot of people think she's conniving. A lot of people are like this season she was so she was, she said out loud that she, she wasn't mad at Dorit. So she can't be. And I'm like, guys, she's producing behind. She's like setting up. She's editing. She's, <laughs> yeah. she, she knows what she's doing on camera, which is saying, I didn't say anything bad to you. And then I'll, probably next week is going to be, um, but can you believe what Teddy said? You know, exactly. it's never about what Lisa Vanderpump is saying. It's about what she's doing. Exactly. But I'm appreciative to Dorit for being a fuck up with this poor fucking dog who hopefully has found a forever home somewhere on this godforsaken planet because it's set up this whole season, which is going to be about the falling of the queen. I mean, don't you think? I mean, I think we're going to watch her her fall from grace. But it's been she's been in a slow decline for a, a couple, couple of seasons. seasons now. Yeah, she's been she's been like tuned out of this. It, yeah, I she think has she's not been interested. I don't think she's really interested I, very much that. I don't think she's she's like I've got Vanderpump rules. Right. I've got a million bars and restaurants that I'm running right. and she's like and yelling with you girls is not uh it's not as fun anymore, right? Like I think she was having more fun in it when she had um she had a group of factors that she could control and then some others that she couldn't. Right. Right. Now she doesn't really have any that she can control or at the least they're on to her. Right. Like they um, everyone else is now um, Kyle. Everyone who's been doing it with her mm-hmm. and doing this show for a while kind of knows how Lisa plays the game. Totally. And so because the, the first few seasons they didn't. Right. So she gets to like run around and manipulate and, like, play with Brandy and, like, fuck Mm -hmm. with Kim Richards and, Mm -hmm. like, uh, do all of these things behind the scenes. And now everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. And so now that they're on to it, she can't really – she's not really three steps ahead of them anymore. And people have tried to call her out on it. Adrian Malouf tried to call her out on it. Taylor, super ineffectively, tried to call her out on it. Yeah, people have done it for a long time, but nobody's been able to stop it. Right. Because they all end up off the show. Totally. So, like, they're, they're, like, going after Lisa was, like, a kiss of death for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now I think we're at a point where the show doesn't I don't think the show needs her I really don't I think she's super fun but like I'm really like I'm tuned into Lisa Rinna right now oh my god Lisa Rinna I'm like I love Lisa Rinna I love I love Kyle Richards but I've always loved Kyle really I've really always been a big Kyle fan oh my god I'm so into you loving her your face just lit up it's Christmas morning oh my god when she I mean from like just from you stole our goddamn house yes. and, to, and she's like did you hear what you just said you yes. are sick and an alcoholic and then Magical. like and like the way and then when like the way she took on brandy like yes. i don't know i've always kind of stand her oh like, I, I, love do, I, I love that i do i like that. kyle richard she's but, like she makes me and she makes me laugh a lot like i think she's super funny so you're saying there's still meat here without 
LVP. Yeah, I think that there's a, I think there's a great show to be had. I think the show might be better without her. That's, I think we should always bring. I think there. I think there should be more Camille Grammer. Um, yes. uh, that not using. I was like Camille Grammer is getting remarried. I was like, there's so much to do here, yeah. and you're not using her enough. And her relationship with Kyle. Who's to say that they can't go back to being frenemies if they're both, you know, given equal weight on the show? Exactly. Fame does that. Fame. Fun and also, friends. like, I still like. Camille's still like the one with the money. I was like, we're she forgetting. Has more, I think she has more money than anybody but Bethany. I think they're probably toe to toe. Yeah. I'm like, she has, I was like, Camille has like, she got like nine houses in her divorce. I'm yeah. like, she got nine houses and like hundreds of millions of dollars. And she's got nothing to do but spend it. And she's about to get remarried again and, and like be married. I'm like, why aren't we covering this? Why aren't we so interested in this? And she wants to be on the show. It's she very clear. so badly to be on the show. <laughs> she's like, Desperately wants to be on the show. But I like Denise Richards as an add-on right now. I'm really feeling her. I do. Who I, knew that that was going to happen? I, I do love, I love Denise Richards. I don't like Teddy. I think Teddy could go. Um, <laughs> I really, I think she could, no shame. She's accountable, but, Philip Henry. She's accountable. <laughs> she's like, I think she can go. She's boring. Oh, she's, no. She's just like not interesting. I'm like, you can go. Uh, She's just, she's, I don't know. It's, there's nothing there. You know, I'd rather have Brandy Glanville back. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> uh, and your boo, Denise, is getting her back, at least uh, for one episode. This yeah, season. I love Denise Richards. I'm really, mainly because, like, she's like, yeah, I had two kids with Charlie Sheen. And I was like, oh, my God, we had totally forgotten about Charlie she's Sheen. She's a survivor. I was like, you are a Charlie. Like, it's like Nicole Kidman is a Tom Cruise survivor. Oh, and my God, Denise that's Richards exactly right. is a Charlie Sheen survivor. She lived to tell the tale. And also, she, like, I know this is going to sound weird, but these women have had so much work done and I'm not saying it's bad work I think that many of them have had great work I think Kyle looks fucking amazing I think Brenna yeah. looks amazing but it do- doesn't appear that Denise Richards has had much work no so she looks like a beautiful woman but she looks like a person and I'm not used to seeing a person <laughs> as like a cast member and I appreciate that like when she moves her forehead I can see that movement happen and I'm just like I'm appreciative for that she seems normal and yeah. I like that and she's normal on a scale where she's still a celebrity so watching that kind of mix like Erica Girardi fangirling seem... for her but she's like chill I'm super into it yeah she, I'm it. really uh, I like her as a because she's not like she was like a really huge it girl for a while right mm-hmm. like we watched her like we watched wild things like right. there's like uh growing up Denise Richards was like a whole thing uh, when I was like in middle school, yeah, totally, and like she's like a huge star, and then she just to like watch her now and like be like chilling with her daughter, and like she's like, yeah. "What do you mean you're failing your English class?" Right, and I'm like, "Oh my god, Denise Richards has children, and like it's she, like, like cares about them," and then and, like, and she's like, "Do you need a tutor so that we can yes. get your grades?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, Denise Richards is a mom," like, and then they, Denise Richards is a mom, and then fucking Charlie Sheen is a dad. When he when she called him when the kid called him in on um. Speakerphone, and he answered, and he actually like answered a question as a parent. Yeah. I was shook. It yeah, was I was like surprising <laughs> to me. Like, it was like, oh, these people are like actually and like their parents and right. they're involved in their child and their Who children knew? and like Denise seems like happy and very well yes. adjusted I don't know she gives me like the best version of like what I imagined for Kelly Ben Simone as, in a oh way if that makes sense like that totally makes sense and like that she has like she's got like super chill vibes like she's very like she just she's like I moved to Malibu Philip Henry uh, that is 
such a good comparison. I think she's like, she is the, she's like, that's what I wanted. Like, I think we've all had version, every, like, I think a lot of series, every franchise has had a version of that girl. Yes. Right? Like, like Kelly was that version for New York. Yes. Um, I think OC had it with Lydia when they, like, when, and yes. she was like, and then her daughter got, like, a DUI <laughs> and, like, whatever. But, like, Lydia, oh, uh, the one who smoked on the weed. Oh, no, no, no. Lydia was later on. Lydia was the Jesus freak. You're talking about Lynn Curtin. Lynn, Lynn, yeah, Lynn not Curtin, Lydia. Where she's Lynn. like peace and love. Yeah. But even Lydia too, for certain points, where she was like the wild child. Yeah, Her yeah. mother did fairy god glitter. Yeah, yeah. I totally hear you. Actually, so both we've of them had, We've had that girl in like mm-hmm. so many iterations of mm-hmm. this show. And then we're finally getting like a very, like I'm like, Denise Richards is the, like she's the leader, right? She's totally. Like, so far I'm like, she's like well, super famous, but she's super chill when she's like hanging out with people who are like obviously like recognize her on the street and would probably go crazy but like totally uh meanwhile like they're she's surrounded by a bunch of people who are like literally still chasing fame that she like inherently has and feels really comfortable in right uh and it feels good to watch her be like she's like yeah i married charlie sheen i had kids with him I was, like, super famous. I've been on every fucking magazine cover in the world. And then, like, watching women around her who are still, like, chasing no... Who want that. Who want a version of it. And, like, who want a version of it. Who are so... Like, this show is their version of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she's like, this show isn't my version of fame. She's like, this show is something I'm doing now because, like, it gives me extra money. But she's like, I'm Denise Richards. And so it's so... It's very interesting to watch her... um, as someone who currently exists as a famous person who's probably still working as an actress and doing things yeah, as well. Hopefully. And be on this show where she seems like so well adjusted. She's like, I'm a mom, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. It's just like not what I imagined for her. Totally. It's not how I imagined her to be. Yeah. And that's, oh my God, talking about the Kelly, it makes me think of like Stranger Things that like Kelly, Clore, and Ben Simone is the Stranger Things version. Do you watch that show on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Stranger Things version of Denise Richards, where like there is the pure human thing, and then like there's the underworld. Yeah. It's so fascinating to me. That's such a good point. Yeah. That's like how I, like wh- having watched it, I was like, I like this. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm really into her. I'm, wow. Like, I love her. I'm really excited that like the trailer for this season was explosive, so I'm just oh like waiting God. for the rest of this stuff to blow up. And next week looks crazy because LVP tries to like say something to Erica Jane and Erica Jane, Erica Jane, Erica Girardi, whoever the fuck she is next week (laughs) is like, no, you do not fuck with me. Yeah. It's going to be great. And she, and LVP tries to bury Teddy and Teddy is not here for it. I mean, whatever you have to say about Teddy, Teddy is, these people, all their parts are all working correctly this season. Yes. There are personalities that might've been grating or too dumb or too, dull in seasons past are all working at maximum capacity for this, like, thunderstruck of a seat it's like watching a shooting star but it hasn't died yet like we're watching something magical happen and i'm just like here for it yeah i also have to say like this year of housewives or at least the last several months they are the gift that bravo is giving us for surviving a couple really shitty seasons whether it's new jersey beverly hills OC, oc yeah and oc better i know they're filming now um 
Megan King Edmonds was seen filming with the cast, but she's not back. She's just like doing a little cameo. Yeah. They better fucking step up. Otherwise, the divide is just going to get greater and greater between OC and everybody else. New York is coming back. New York's the best show on TV. It is. It's just there's a lot happening. It is absolutely caring. I, oh, I've always said that New York is the thing that like. Beverly Hills, like, first season was, like, magic, yeah, right? Yeah, agreed, like, it's, agreed. Like, it's total magic. Totally. Like, everything that worked out just, like, worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't even, there's no element of it that I would change at all. Totally. It's, like, a perfect season of reality television. Uh, but then, like, it start, It got weird. And But New York is, like, consistently, even though we had, like, we had the Heather years mm-hmm. and the, we had, like, Heather Thompson years, Aviva, those seasons are, like, I, like the dark seasons for me. I was like, these seasons are so boring. This is like terrible. But it's on a resurgence. Uh, and I have to say, even the bad seasons of New York are still really good seasons. They are. They are. Like the that's the thing. The bad seasons of other seasons of other are ones unwatchable. are unwatchable. Yeah, I. Can't. Totally unwatchable. I like literally cannot do it. The Marqueses, the twins on New Jersey. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do that. I'm like, yeah. I can't. I will not watch this again. No, um, totally. I don't have any desire to, like, there's not even a good episode that I would go back and, like, be like, oh, that was like a really good episode in this bad season. No. Yeah, no, Those not bad so seasons are really bad. The New York ones, they're worth giving a watch to. Um, they give you uh, a weird sense of, like, where everyone's life was in this, like, transition between like uh Luann and like Bethan and like getting Bethany back full time mm-hmm. and then like Dorinda really just like bringing the show back to life really no, totally. she's just like she carries it in and she's like okay we've got to make some things like happen here and she made a lot of stuff happen for them well you made so much happen for this episode thank well, Henry, you it's been such a joy tell everybody thank your you, social sir. handles oh uh so on Twitter you can follow me at major celebrity um <laughs> It's so annoying. And I'm, your Twitter is so, I feel like embarrassed because I like, like every one of your tweets. No. I'm like such a stan. I don't know. I like, I don't know why I say so much. Some of the things. I oh, do, please honestly, continue saying I, it. I will just keep going. And tell People everyone like your it. Insta. Uh, it's major celebrity as well. I'm oh major God. celebrity on literally everything. He uh, is a major celebrity. Because no one would use something so stupid as a hand. I like made it, but. I got stuck with that. I did it when I was like 18. and like I, I like it. And I was it's like, I'm cute. <laughs> it's fine. It's funny. Uh, and like, if I actually ever do become uh, uh, well known and someone's like, what am I going to do? Oh <laughs> like, I'll God. be stuck with that handle yes, for forever. And it will be magic. And uh, I'm appreciative. So, yeah, follow me on everything. Thank you, Sarah, for oh having me. Oh, my God. Me. I'm so happy that you made the schlep to the Upper East Side. To Listen, it's so great. I'm really excited. It uh, was magical I lo- having you. I love you. this neighborhood anyway. I'm like, I'm gonna, I need to check on Grinder. Find me a rich man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Let me know. Sonia will be um, anxious to hear how that. Honestly, I mean, she's she like a, the surge. You never know when you need like a co-signer for an apartment. Oh you my know? god! Amen. Right life <laughs> all the way. Such a pleasure, guys. We will keep, keep with you next week. Um, I do daily Insta craziness with polls and questions, and I love hearing from you and hearing your satchels. Um, if you do not leave a 900 word five star iTunes review, um, you are canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so please do that. And I can't wait to kiki with you next week. Okay, bye guys. Thank you.